this is week two of the Esportspedia Town Hall. Uh, basically, every week we we get together with a team of contributors, uh, staff, uh, trainees that work at Esportspedia as well as Esports One, and we have a weekly town hall where we kind of go over you know what's happening um, at Esportspedia, uh, any uh, major projects that are going on. Uh, current events and then at the end of uh, our town hall we we basically pick a topic of conversation that the team wants to discuss and so we kind of keep this an open forum where we bring in people from within esportspedia to uh, talk about current events we typically keep the you know this podcast around 30 minutes or so um it, it's a op- open forum sort of setting where you know i I kind of uh, bring up a, uh, a various topic relating to, you know, the, the esports industry, whether it's a, a you know, uh, some sort of uh, uh, event that's occurred uh, by a team or some sort of dramatic, you know, kind of uh, uh, weekly kind of uh, uh, occurrence by an organization or a game publisher that's kind of making a splash within the scene. Last week, we actually... Um, uh, went over what? What did we cover last week? What was the the topic last week? It was. Uh, it was about Vasily and domestic abuse and stuff. Right? Yeah, last or last week was the game publisher battlefront, uh, talking about the EA debacle and and publisher. Oh yeah, it was related to what? Yeah, Star Star Wars and the EA debacle. Um, so this week we're actually going to be you know focusing more on you know how should game publishers uh, you know build their games specifically around esports if at all. You know, when you're building an esports title, how should that title be? You know, developed specifically for esports, or, or you know, should the game basically, uh, you know, transition or open up into the esports kind of uh, industry and market just based off of how the community, um, you know, the community reception and, and how the community actually um, embraces the game, uh, and so you have the likes of. Obviously, you know, you even have uh, games like Hearthstone that they never set out to to build Hearthstone as an esports title, but it basically became an esports title just due to the competitive nature of the game and, you know, the kind of the addictedness uh, by the, the player base. And with League of Legends uh, in particular, you know, it was it was built uh, early on as a competitive 5v5 um, game, but you know, it, it was set out to have some sort of esports component uh, built around it. And so, when you're building, you know, a a game, not only, uh, you know, how much should the game be uh, built around esports, but also how much should the game publisher, in particular, focus on esports um, as they are, you know, uh, uh, kind of continuing as a organization or as a company. Um, and we'll kind of start off with specifically, you know, getting into Riot's recent uh, kind of launching of their franchise system and announcements of the, the 10 North American uh, LCS uh, organizations and, and franchise spots. And so I'll kind of open it up to to the community here and, and basically just kind of, you know, see what everybody's thoughts are as far as how involved Riot needs to be in, in the esports scene uh, for it to be successful. And, and at any point are they overstepping um and so jordan if you want to kind of kick it off sure i think that uh i don't think that the league of legends uh professional scene would be where it is if riot wasn't heavily involved um one thing that comes to mind immediately is um 
ESL when they were running League of Legends tournaments, the production quality was just never as good. The uh, yeah, there are always technical issues, and um, while it was kind of one of the earlier events in League, it, it uh, you know didn't survive long term. Um, personally, I don't really think that Riot could get too involved. I don't really see a huge downside to a publisher being very involved in their eSport, um, so I definitely would love to hear the opinions of people that, that might think otherwise. But I, I think that Riot's involvement um, in the League of Legends professional scene is, is great, and... Uh, I think as long as I think they have had some issues with uh, consistent or staying consistent to their rules that they publish, um, but I think that if uh, you know if a game publisher can get that right and if I can start getting that correct more often, then I think that uh, I think that there's no downside to them being very involved in their esports title. Well, recently Riot is actually stepping in, taking the korean broadcast um and you know taking over that that whole production it, do you guys feel that you know that riot is is taking the right steps here when it comes to uh their involvement uh in not only the north american and eu lcs but now expanding outwards and and basically you know taking over the korean uh <clears throat> production and, and and in a sense, the Korean esports scene, which will you know uh, basically move outwards and kind of span across you know other regions uh, entirely as well. And so you know our and obviously as a publisher, you know it's it's for the best interest of you know the the growth of their esports you know kind of uh, uh, you know, their their esports community and the you know success of competitive gaming for their specific title for them to be as involved as they feel necessary because they know the game the best but at what point are they you know do they cross the line basically and and, uh uh i don't know brusky you want to you want to jump in yeah um so regarding the riots building the stadium in korea i do hope that they at least keep ogn in control of that i think it's really nice that they're giving a dedicated space and this nice new big stadium for them to do this stuff on. But I think you might see a lot of backlash from especially the Korean community that is so has been around with OGN for so long to see that kind of thrown to the wayside just because Riot wants to run it themselves. I feel like they might run into some backlash there. And for, from everything I've seen, at least I haven't seen anything that like blatantly stands out from what OGN's done. That's like, that makes it seem like they can't handle <clears throat> running that broadcast. So I'm hoping that they keep OGN involved with that and primarily involved with that. And then also regarding um, Riot as a whole, I, I would like to see them take more of a step back. And maybe if they still want to run it all themselves, I would like to see less um, region-based play and more international-based play. Because, for example, being a Counter-Strike fan, one of the biggest appeals for watching Counter-Strike to me is seeing the constant uh, international competition. It's not just seeing Cloud9 versus Team Liquid over and over again. You're seeing well, have Cloud they gotten away from Astralis. that? With like the franchise, you know, Riot kind of, they, you know, back uh, in know, probably three or four or five years ago, I mean, some of the most uh, enjoyable events I ever went to was like the IEMs and, and the MLG uh well, there's MLG. Anaheim. 
yeah, Anaheim was always a blast. And, you know, Riot still from time to time, you know, has the, uh, these events that they are part of or that they kind of piggyback on, but they really kind of distance themselves from, you know, any sort of, of uh, association with those sort of events. IPL, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, IPL uh, was one of the you know most, I think it was IPL four or five um, was one of the most, and, and in Las Vegas, I remember, I think, actually, I think it was IPL three was in Las Vegas, and, and that was when WE World Elite, I think they ended up winning, uh, God, it's been so long, I think they actually ended up winning that that uh, event, but that was one of kind of my entries, was that? Uh, they either won three or four, I remember, uh, one of them had like Fnatic in the finals, and like, when right. Yeah, that that was it. Um, God, that was actually, that was so much fun. Go for it. I actually, I actually think it's a really interesting um topic about like having these kind of third party um you know uh, tournament organizers. I think that that's actually like a really important step for a lot of companies who don't necessarily have a lot of experience in esports or creating esports titles. I think that Riot did a really good job at that early on at kind of letting the the uh, the culture around esports grow in their uh, within their game. <laughs> And uh, I think that other uh, companies who don't necessarily have like a huge investment in esports, but like their game um, and need an esports scene because the, like kind of the community dem- community demands it. Um, I think that that's a really good way to go. Yeah, Brusky just reminded me, it was IPL five versus Fnatic. Yeah, and uh, oh, and that yeah, that was also yeah, uh, Taipei Assassins and Moscow Five were at that game. Like those. Those were the sort of events that I mean, I just I get very nostalgic when I think about because that that was when I got my start, like really in esports. I would I would go to these events and we would have you know three or four different kind of uh, contributors or volunteers that were part of Leaguepedia and and we would uh, have no idea what we were doing. Like we were doing coverage of the events, we were trying to set up uh, you know interviews and uh, some sort of video content and. You know, it was only us and Travis was uh, the only other kind of journalist there. And um, but those were the and we had no I mean, again, we had no idea what we were doing. But but we kind of, you know, uh, just kind of learned as we went. And and those those are just some of the most enjoyable kind of uh, events overall. But anyway, I think, you know, so it it get touches back to, you know, as a publisher, um, you know, with with Riot, what they're doing. And I think Riot's going to have a lot of growth pains with their franchise system and i think they're taking the right steps overall uh, when it comes to you know how they're building out the the platform or the the uh kind of the league as a whole um, but they're going to see you know a number of um, issues that are going to arise you know most notably uh the uh, conflict of interest between team ownership and and so at what point does some sort of uh, governing governing body need to be formed, and what involvement does the game publisher need to have in the forming that body? You know, when Riot announced uh, their franchise system, they actually uh, you know uh, specified that that they will basically have a hand in the the creation of their players' association. Is that a good move? Uh, I mean, what uh, Eddie? What what do you think? Uh, for the most part, uh, I've. On the surface, I was about to say, you know, obviously, like you said, there's going to be a lot of things that need to happen prior to actually being able to say whether that was good, it's going to be good or bad. But to me, um, I don't like it how, how the publishers are kind of taking a major, major control of how things are, are, are going to be in the future. I think to me, esports has always been about the communities and how the communities kind of form their own, uh, you know, 
tournament hosting companies or, or things like that. And to me, that's always been the purpose, never about just having one giant in every esport <clears throat> and having them control everything and develop these associations for the players or other stuff that might be a little bit swayed to their preference or you know benefit mainly themselves. Um, I, I, I definitely don't think it's so you're more in the you're more in the valve corner on some like this and how they're basically are you know hands off um hopefully esports grows and then they have one major event at the end of the year which they've gotten more involved but uh, you i mean are you more kind of on, in, on that side of things uh, to, to an extent i think to me it's the diversity aspect that i would like where there's not one like you know you can have a bunch of tournament hosting companies uh, host csgo tournaments and it's cool because there's so much diversity and there's more exposure but when you have only one one uh, company hosting the tournaments it kind of limits who can go to them limits how many teams who gets you know into the league or whatever to me it's just the diversity of it um it kind of loses it when you have one individual company publisher kind of controlling what happens uh, I, right. I don't like that yeah and we have um baited boot is kind of bringing up a a nice um kind of analogy to traditional sports and you, you know you obviously um make within esports and esports growth and where we see you know where esports is headed as a whole there's going to be a lot of comparisons to you know traditional sports um obviously the biggest differentiator between traditional sports and esports is the ownership of the actual game and you know a publisher uh owns the game owns the rights to that game uh but a traditional sports you know league like the nfl or the nba they don't own football they don't own basketball so there's a lot of a a kind of uh of difference when it comes to how how you know um how that sort of not only the legalities of it work but you know, there's no if I was to say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to start up a, you know, a football league like the X XFL and I'm going to I have, you know, 100 million dollars in the bank and I'm going to build, you know, pay, try to go grab people from the NFL and bring them onto my team or I'm going to you know, build up this league. I could do that when there would be no one to really stop me. But if I tried to do something similar like that for League of Legends, uh, you know, there would be not only what I run into, uh, you know, a legality sort of uh, a lot of uh, legal issues when it comes to uh, rights to the game itself, because I have no stake to in the game. And I have, you know, that was created by Riot, but also the teams and how their their involvement, you know, they wouldn't there be almost zero reasoning for them to you know move away from the actual you know, creator of that that game itself. So when you get into, you know, that sort of synergy, how do you see, you know, how do you see that working out long term? Do you see, you know, game publishers basically just saying, you know, I built this game, I'm going to control every aspect of it, whether that's uh, from everything from, you know, how the the community associates with, uh, you know, one another about the game title on the likes of Reddit or uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, tournaments, being able to broadcast my game publicly for um, for the world to see, you know, that needs to go through me. Are you guys OK with that? Uh, uh, Twonky, what's, what's your thoughts? Um. I think, I think in general, um, the the pub publishers in general, if they if, if if 
if they have if there's if there's like a bunch of pots and they have they, they have their hand in every pot and they can just control everything in it um they get they get a little it, they kind of lose sight of uh of why they started in the first place and they they kind of get wrapped up in all the um all the um the money that's surrounding it well you have the likes of like what toby's doing uh, tobias sherman and starting foundry um you know his foundry studios uh where he's basically his goal is to create you know games that are esports focused like is that so how how you know what what are your kind of there? Do you think that's a kind of a better direction, or do you think that's where we see a lot of uh, you know uh, a lot of these uh, game titles moving is to you know, focus specifically on being an esports title and and does that leave you know what does that mean for esports as a whole? Does it you know uh, and uh, what, do you have have any thoughts there? Uh, I think it's it, me personally. I think it's a little, uh, I think it's a little heavy-handed to do that. Um, mm-hmm. As far what do you as, mean by that? As far as uh, it, it kind of forces players into an esports mindset, and a lot of people get into esports just because they 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 love they they love the game first, right? And um, if you if you kind of force force the players who, who uh, might have wanted to start playing casually first and, and uh, dip into esports and kind of get a feel of it first instead of just going right in it, then they'll uh, that could there could be backlash on that. Right. Because there's a lot of people that don't that that don't want to play these games like you know yeah. there's a lot you, of people who play casually but they love esports. Like they, they, right, still, exactly. they still watch and they still participate somehow and they they might casually go to a tournament just because they love the game. But um, if you kind of force them in that position where they have to be competitive all the time, um, then it, 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 it kind of creates this, um, this like position to where they just. Well, you're, you're basically playing the game. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're playing the game more for the, uh, you know, kind of the comp- more specifically for the competitive side of it versus the actual enjoyment. And you know, I play, I play, I learned long ago when I was, um, I, kind of when I was in my early twenties that I was never going to be a professional uh, esports player. And I would play, I would stay up, you know, nights on end. And this was well, actually, I learned that probably when I was like fifteen or sixteen years old when I played my first uh, uh, Counter Strike Cal. What was it? Cal? I can't remember the actual specific league, but it was like uh, the the Cal League, the online kind of Counter Strike uh, league that that uh, you could sign up and be a part of. And uh, and I learned very very soon that I w- was not cut out to be a professional esports player. No, it was um, in beta. It just said ESEA, but no, it was before ESEA. It was. Uh, it was C-A-L, and I would have to look it up. I mean, it was it was literally probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, all right, Zelotos, uh, you just wrote out a, a book uh, in Discord. Uh, and if you're interested in joining our Discord, it's discord.gg slash ESPD. And uh, we're actually talking about this right now on Discord. We have people chatting as well that if they don't want to, you know, uh, uh, talk on, on mic or, or 
uh, on the podcast. They're actually discussing it in chat as well. But uh, Josh, what what are your thoughts? What do you want to uh, summarize? Kind of your your sure. statement there. Uh, yeah, I think com- uh, companies should have esports in mind, but not force it to be competitive. Uh, Blizzard has uh, been reevaluating how it does the spectating mode, uh, just because they weren't really considering uh, how it could thrive into and grow into an esport. And now they're kind of having to rework their system. Uh, I think Riot did in- incredibly well by allowing its community to have homegrown roots, similar to like the FS or the FGC. Uh, they they allowed all these third party. Um, organizers to allow that to grow and use their influence and then took over eventually. I mean, they kind of alienated the organizers, but by not making their intentions perfectly clear, but we see that the league franchising model can and will be successful. Uh, If you look at the smash community, it's always thrived, but Nintendo never picked it up games like infinite crisis and street fighter. They were always organized by third party um, parties. And now that, uh, Capcom has backed it. It's 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 threefold. Their communities are exploding. Uh, should they right. take over? I don't think so. Uh, like they should definitely give the the Koreans or uh, the, or the groups in China the monetary and knowledge to reinforce those regions and what they're trying to do, so they can expand. Uh, if we see it get too lax or too rigid, uh, then it damages the integrity of their product. They allows match fixing, skin gambling like Valve, uh, but now that they're getting like have stability and payments and everything it kind of discourages those kind of actions right yeah nintendo is always kind of take stance of just being um you know they've never been involved in sports they actually uh, uh were very adverse to smash ever being an esports title which i never understood um but hey i mean it, it's it still worked out well for them and and you know a lot of people would love to have a you know, a Smash League that was ran by Nintendo uh, and, you know, franchise or some sort of, uh, you know, major Smash, you know, event that, uh, you know, that concluded at the end of the season that was put on by, um, you know, Nintendo themselves. Um, So Rain has been put, uh, kind of gave the signal that that he has something to say. So Rain, what what are your thoughts? What do you think about all this? Rain, 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 rain. Here we go. Hello? There you go. All right. Go for it. Personally, I feel like if you go into, uh, if you make a game and just instantly have the mindset that you want this to, like, become an eSport, it's going to be boring. I agree with Tuan on that. It's going to be a boring game because it's going to lack the passion. It's going to lack the creativity is going to lack the direction that a game developer who wanted their vision to be out there to be known to the world it's just going to lose sight of that it's just going to be something that people can just like pick up and say oh hey i want to play this and it it'll just be boring because there'll be nothing behind it i've played with so many people who like the esports side of league of legends but they also love the lore they love talking about the lore they love like speaking in the voice lines of like the different champions and whatnot when they go into lane. Uh, Zoe recently came out. I played with somebody who loves Zoe so much that she just keeps saying the the line that she says about uh, not having a boyfriend yet. Zoe and, and League, League of yep. Legends? League of Legends, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that that's just, it's, it's just the wrong mindset to go into. It's just right. the wrong mindset to have. And I, I just, I actually forgot because 
platoon, uh, and then bring this up in uh, uh, in chat. Um, Josh brought this up, but uh, Nintendo actually took the the you know esports kind of uh, approach a bit with Splatoon, but uh, they've kept their distance from Smash, and um, and so you know how that how Splatoon kind of plays out. They released Splatoon two, but it's still it's never going to you know you you can see it. Uh, you know, uh, pretty clearly from uh, from here that Splatoon's never going to really make it as a a premier uh, esports title. Uh, we got a couple more minutes, but I, I want to knock out a couple more uh, comments from from everyone. And I guess we'll the kind of the to um, you know to kind of close things out. What what exactly you know where do you see um, uh, Riot and you know you have Riot, you have Blizzard that are kind of one side and Blizzard has just really started focusing, you know, uh, significantly on the, their esports, uh, you know, departments and hiring a head of esports and starting their, you know, franchise for for Overwatch. And so, where do you see all this playing out? Do you see us just getting to uh, a point where publishers are are you know have are building games that are just specifically esports based, and, and you know, you have these startups like the likes of Foundry that are are you know just esports focused or or do you see it's kind of you know it, it, time will tell sort of situation where we'll see how it plays out, or do you see it as something where a lot of it relies on how well the League of Legends and the Overwatch franchise, um, you know how how well things actually turn out for it? Uh, Eddie, what kind of what what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I definitely <clears throat> think it's going to rely heavily on how franchising for Riot works out. I think it's one of those where if it doesn't work out in uh, Overwatch and, and league drop the ball with it um i definitely don't think a lot of people are gonna come in and invest after that um because in their mind they're gonna be like hey well these giants these these esports giants weren't able to make it happen it obviously work and you know that kind of destroys any hopes and dreams that anybody else had when to invest into a model like this or anything like or implementing a model like this um and obviously i think it's fair to say that riot's doing the try to uh, make the growth progress and, and make it bigger so mm-hmm. it really rely, it lies on their shoulders to make sure this works out for the better uh, yeah. and if it doesn't it's going to definitely definitely destroy a lot of uh, hopes and dreams that uh, esports has yeah i think i think they do have kind of bet at the obviously they're at the forefront of the esports industry and but you know everyone's kind of looking in their direction because uh, you have so much investment coming into the space and so you know Esports is really at a not necessarily a tipping point, but it's at a a uh, you know a kind of a summit. And, and if you were able to you know surpass and, and overcome that summit and and really move to the to the next mountain, it's it really is is you know up to Riot and, and in a sense Blizzard. But I think really it comes down to Riot as they are kind of they're at the 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 pinnacle of um, you know of the game publishers overall, and they're the first one to really announce uh, uh, a a franchise that had a, a significant uh, player base as well as as fan base already established. And one thing I want to uh, 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 mention is that we, with the the chat, one good point that Jordan, uh, aka Twentia, uh, uh, who was our raffle winner this week uh, during the town hall, one thing he he mentioned was that he did agree with Josh. The developers need to make games that are fun first, um, and that none of the the monsters of esports, aka League of Le- Legends, were developed with esports in mind. 
And so making a fun game with a competitive aspect and let it grow organically is the best way to proceed there. So, um, Zelotos, if you want to kind of uh, uh, you know give your thoughts here, and then we'll we'll close things out uh, with garlic. I'll, I'll let you kind of chime in before we close things out. Do you uh, do you have any have anything you want to chime in on about Josh? Just any closing thoughts? Yeah, like if you are trying to make a game, make sure your community loves it first. I mean, if they are pushing it for you, then you know you truly have a product. If you're trying to force it and throw money into it, it is going to fail. You know, make sure that you have that organically grown community and do people want the product? If we look at kind of what Blizzard has done with Overwatch, that the scene was thriving. Blizzard got a little too hasty uh, and they shut down all those pre-existing leagues. And now it's been quiet. I mean, outside of what uh, the international events and this upcoming Blizzard League or uh, Overwatch League, there really hasn't been much, which I kind of think suppressed what could have been a tremendous overall product. So we shall soon see. Looking forward to it. So Alex, uh, Garlic Prize, we'll kind of let you close things out. Uh, what are you eating for Thanksgiving? What's going to be? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Turkey. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So thanks for your input, Alex. And so we'll end things there. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, Alex, if you have anything you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I just wanted to put in like real quick that uh, I think that uh, while, yeah, you have to do make the game fun. Like, I think that it's definitely possible for somebody like as a game developer to say, I really want to make an eSport and that's what I'm passionate about and that's what I want to do. So that's what I'm going to go out and set to do. Like, obviously there are like some like kind of negative financial motives to do it, but um, you definitely need to um, like have it in your heart before you can put it on paper and into a, you know, into a game. Oh, just poetically said by the one garlic thighs. Uh, so yeah, so we'll close things out. This was the weekly esportspedia town hall podcast community um, discussion topic of the week, uh, which is, I think it was number two. So this is our second time basically doing this. Uh, we've done it a couple of other times, but this was kind of our second official one that we've done. Uh, so yeah, be sure to, to check us out on social media. You can find us on all the big social media sites uh, under eSportspedia. We have individual platforms or, or accounts for each of the game titles that we cover as well, as well as uh, eSports One. So check us out on, on Twitter. And uh, if you want to interact with the the uh, the team, our you know team of contributors uh, and uh, and staff members, be sure to join our Discord. We'll more likely have a, a more open uh, forum here fairly soon where we just open it up to the entire community and have more of a, a discussion there. You know, we're, we're a community-focused platform and organization, and so we find it you know very uh, informative and helpful for us to just open up the floor and let people kind of chime in about recent events on a, on a, a stage that we can then share share with the esports and, and the gaming community. So for, for all of us at Esportspedia, I appreciate you taking time to, to hear us out and listen to this week's podcast. And I hope you all have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving, even though this will be a little bit after Thanksgiving, but ha- have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving holidays. All right, cool.